Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And the simple formula to creating a successful global company is you see a problem, you create a solution to problem, problem solve successful global company. So that's all I did. I saw a problem, created a solution, solved the problem, successful global company. And since my company just solves the problem, it, it cuts through all that noise and that nonsense. It just solves the problem. It works for any business size, any location, any vertical. I just won't work with politics because it's the exact opposite mindset of everything I believe in. So that it right. just solves the problem. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Justin Breen. Today, we're discussing how to build an epic business. Justin's epic business is a PR business that allows him to work with a multitude of change makers, thought leaders, and, and people in the industry who are seriously making a difference or finding different ways to tell their stories. His platform allows people to do that. But a lot of the podcasts also focused on his journey to that. You know, he, he's someone who's worked in traditional print. He's someone who's worked in the media industry in, in a multitude of facets, but he found the path to be able to create his own, uh, you know, his own epic business. And it is interesting, right? You know, in the podcast, you're going to hear we have different styles, <laughs> but that's why I like the podcast, though. You, you, hear, you hear people from different backgrounds, and, and that is the beauty of the world, right? The world is full of different people with different opinions, and that ability to be able to understand and see them from another perspective is what I feel like we all need to develop. So I hope you get out your notepads, check out his book, and if you do need his services, the links will be in the show notes. One more thing before we get to the episode. I just want to thank you all for all your support. I can't believe that we've been doing this for what, since 2014. So basically almost seven years, six and a half years. And I wouldn't be here without your support. So please, if you're listening to this episode and you've been a fan or if you've listened to a few and you like the episode, I would love it if you leave a review, you know, leave a review, an Apple podcast uh, and wherever you listen to podcasts, it really helps with the visibility of the show. So please check it out. Please leave a review and let us know what you think. Thank you so, so much for all your support and enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today, I have a visionary PR entrepreneur, or as he describes himself, a connecting hero who transforms lives for visionary. 
<laughs> this is this is this is going to be an incredible conversation because he's incredibly wide ranging and he knows a lot about a lot. And uh, I, I'm I'm very fascinated to hear his thoughts on the art of going viral and the art of uh, creating and crafting messages that matter and can move from moments to movements. Welcome to the show, Justin. Moments to movements. I like that. You have a moment, yeah. creates movement, and then it becomes viral. Interesting. Ah. <laughs> it is. It is. But so is your life. Now, you, how did you first get started into, into I guess, PR or the, the media world? Because I know we've had a conversation and you told me a whole lot about things you're interested in. But I'm curious as to what young Justin was thinking of before he became the entrepreneur that he is now. Yeah. So, well, one, I appreciate this. Um, I, I enjoy talking to you before this discussion. You have a really interesting brain. So this will be an interesting discussion and Thank I you. Spend a good part of my day talking to, you know, the most brilliant people on the planet. And I'm in like a, a sponge of, uh, I'm an eight fact finder. You're a seven, right? Aren't you a seven fact finder? I think it, I think you're. Yeah. 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 I so I'm an yeah, eight. So do and, a, uh, a seven. seven fact finders really high uh, on Colby K O L B E, and I'm an eight. So uh, a nine fact finder or ten, I can see them never leaving a, a library at a university campus or uh, um, an Orthodox Jew reading the Talmud for literally never stopping that. But so we're pretty close to that. Um, so this will be yeah. an interesting conversation. But uh, so I've. Um, I was born with a story, right? So I say that and people don't know what I'm talking about. But um, so when I was uh, when I was born, uh, my dad was 61 and my mom was 27. So there's a, a 34 year year difference. And uh, I, I listen and watch the the Jimmy V speech uh, a lot about remember where you came from, know where you are, and then know where you're going. So I, I think a lot about where I came from, and I was born with a story. So. My parents had a 34-year difference, and so my father was a, a soldier in World War II and a uh, first lieutenant, and he fought in uh, the Battle of the Hurricane Forest, which was a very bloody battle. And um, so if he was alive now, depending on when this is released, it would be 104, 105. Um, he died when I was 13. And so in this battle, he kept a diary, he kept a diary of his experiences, which I don't know how he did that because it was a very dangerous, very dangerous battle. And he was in foxholes and rain and, you know, mortars going off, that kind of thing. And, uh, and so I found the diary after he died and, um, it's my most cherished possession. Um, I just don't really care about material things at all. I just don't. Um, and, but that diary is very important to me. And so I write exactly like he, like I write exactly like he does different verbiage, um, words that were said and written in the forties are different than now, but it's the same thing. Boom, boom, it's boom, 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 inform and entertain. And so it's really nice having that diary, um, because I was just born with a story. So then, you know, my parents, 34 year, year difference, how did that happen? So my dad was driving on a a highway, uh, north south highway, north of Chicago, and this was before there was uh, there was uh, before a cement median, so it was a grassy knoll, mm -hmm. and so uh, you know a drunk driver swerved across and and hit him head on. My dad should have died, but he didn't. Uh, the drunk driver was killed, and so my mom was his nurse in the hospital. She literally nursed him back to health, and then they wound up getting married and 
And here I am. And I've never met anyone with more hustle than my mom ever in my entire life. So I never met anyone with more hustle. And then a brilliant writer, soldier, uh, was an attorney in the Nuremberg trials. And so they combined and then here, here I am. So that's yeah, why you- <laughs> this is, is what it is. So I've always been a journalist, even before I was born, really. Wow. And I remember I was doing some research on you and you said that the fact that your dad was always nice to everyone is something that rubbed mm-hmm. up on you. Yeah. Yeah. And and you said journalism there. Did you go to the school? You went to the school, uh, I guess, the University of Illinois. Yeah. Uh, and you're on the journalism. You've been on several chairs. So yeah. You have, it does appear Dude, like you're you are here. such a seven fact finder. I love it, man. I love it because um, I, I, most people, I do a lot of interviews. Um, and most people are like, ah, so just tell me about yourself. They don't do any research, which is fine. That's fine. But I love it when people, there's very, that's what I mean. The seven fact finder is really high. So you really yeah. cared about doing research about this. Oh, like, absolutely. Really yeah. Right. But most people aren't like that. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm definitely <laughs> a researcher. By the way, for right. uh, seven fact finder, for those people, you're talking about the Colby. Colby. Uh, Colby. Yeah, it's Colby. And, and it's, uh, it's an assessment tool that you can use to, to see yeah. where you stand. So if anyone is curious about that, it's K-O-L-B-E. Yeah. Uh, look that up. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So let's talk about the evolution of journalism from the time you got into school and now. Oh, yeah, I see a lot of changes. And I mean, endless. Yeah, the Internet has been a big part of it. But, you know, better than I do. What has really happened? Uh, What is the art of getting a good story out? And do you feel like the changes have been good or bad? Okay, so wow. Okay, so that was a tremendous question, because I could go so many ways with that. But I'm a simplifier. So I will simplify that as much as possible. So one, abundance mentality is the only mentality. There is no competition. There's only collaboration. So uh, all evolution, it's it's good. Um, it's it's good evolution. Um, most people complain that uh, land is being destroyed to build houses, but they don't realize they're in that house because land was being destroyed to <laughs> create that house. So they're literally complaining about why they've evolved. So, uh, you know, when, uh, when the car came around people, you know, most people complained that horse and buggies were going out of, out of, out of business. But, uh, the ones who understood abundance realized, Oh, there's not going to be horse poop all over the roads on dirty roads anymore. This is a huge evolution. So, uh, any evolution is good evolution. And um, so I graduated from the University of Illinois in 1999, and I've been the journalism chair for the College of Media Alumni Board for probably 15 years. And I've had every journalism job you can ever imagine. And I've had my own business in the PR space for the last uh, almost four years uh, and created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years as a journalist. So I have all that stuff, those facts and background and knowledge in there to answer your question. And so a lot of, a lot of people answer questions and they have nothing, they have no validity or credibility (laughs) behind that. My Mm -hmm. point is like, this has been my whole life. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when I started, uh, in journalism, it was at like a 15,000 circulation paper. There was a printing press and there still are obviously printing presses, but it was a printing press. So you'd go to the printing press room and watch the paper come out at one in the morning or two in the morning. And it was an interesting evolution. Then before I started this company, I was, uh, the third person hired at DNA info Chicago, which was a totally digital newsroom where 
oh my God, the reporters took their own photos. So there was no need for a photo department anymore. And they would go in the field with um, hotspot technology so they could send stories from anywhere. And it was, wow, that was really revolutionary. So that was 2012. And uh, because of the book I wrote, I've seen it from a firsthand perspective, you know, in the last 12 months or so, uh, how media has evolved because I've done tons of media interviews myself and then I've seen how it's affected my clients and, and impacted my clients. And so the next evolution of media is really 1.5 things. So one is podcasts are replacing mainstream media in terms of relevance and importance. And two is Clubhouse app. It's an, it's a new app where I'm, I'm, I was fortunate enough to be one of the first people on there. One of the, you know, you know, one of the original folks on there, that's really evolving even podcasts. And um, yeah, Clubhouse is a super fascinating app, but podcasts are replacing mainstream media for three reasons. Um, and you'll see, you'll understand this very quickly. So one, the host is an entrepreneur, not a journalist. So they can ask questions that a, a journalist would never even ask. Two, you can do a deep dive on someone. Um 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. So you actually get to know the person and the host, by the way. Um, yeah. So it's not a, right. So it's not a drive-by interview like on TV or radio or, or whatever. And then three, the most important is, um, is that the uh, audience might not be as large quantity wise, but quality, it's a far more qualified audience. And a, you know, regular person's not going to necessarily listen to two of us, you know, visionaries talk, but a visionary will. And so all I do is hear blah, 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 and I just simplify <laughs> it, turn it into patterns, just turn everything into patterns. And so podcasts are a transactional and transformational platform for entrepreneurs. That's all they are. They're a transactional and transformational platform for entrepreneurs. So basically, journalists who are resisting this change <laughs> are the, are, are the people ones. People that don't want the new houses on the farmland that they have the, it's right. They don't want the cars. They want the horse and buggy. Yeah. So a business journalist or a journalist resisting this are the ones that are afraid of losing their jobs or having their salaries cut, which I'm happy to talk about how my salary was cut, which led to me starting my company. But that's that's the resistance. It's just fear of change. But you, you know, as you look at the media conglomerates, right, a lot of them consolidate now. You know, Fox has his own thing, and, you know, there's Disney uh, and, and all these different companies are becoming, you know, they're folding into to one entity or two or three. Yep. Does that create a space for people to have freedom uh, to, mm -hmm. to write stories or do they have to serve the interest of the companies that they they are now? Under. I'm always curious about that. You know, all the Hearsts and every of these types of companies. Everyone. Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie Moneyball. Um, yes. Okay. Yes, I have. So Brad Pitt, um, uh, you know, played Billy Bean. Never watched the actual game. Never watched the game. And so I have clients in main, quote unquote, mainstream media all the time. I never, after I set it up, my firm sets it up. I never watch it because uh, mainstream media is essentially irrelevant. Um, because mm. podcasts are replacing mainstream media. And, um, and that's what I mean. For entrepreneurs, this, this, this discussions about mainstream media is irrelevant because, because podcasts are replacing mainstream media in terms of relevance and importance. And um, it's fine to be, Forbes just did a really nice article about me, not a pay for play thing, none of that junk gimmick stuff. It was a nice article, but that's basically ego and vanity at this point. I've been a guest on I think now five podcasts. I've been a guest on the podcast where the host became my firm's client because podcasts are a transformational transactional platform for, for
for uh, entrepreneurs. That's what they are. So general public, I totally understand what you're saying, but for entrepreneurs, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you just get stuff done. I don't. I don't yeah. care about the election. The only vertical I don't work in is politics because it's the exact opposite of uh, the the mindsets that I work with, on a, which is visionary abundance investment, and that's the ex- exact opposite of politics. And any high level entrepreneur doesn't matter who wins. You're just going to get stuff done anyway. You just get results. So you just figure out a way to get it done. That is and, interesting. Yep. Huh. The other thing, so you know what makes a good story. Businesses, you say, don't know what type of, you know, stories media want to cover. And that statement you made, yeah, yes. it, was an, it was a media interview, you were saying that. And you yeah. just said all this about, you just said all this about media, but how do you know what media wants to cover? Given right. the landscape that you just described, how do you actually know what media wants to cover? Yeah. So I've been a journalist since before I was born. So the, in terms of reasons why companies hire my firm is uh, I just simplify everything. So there's two reasons why companies hire my firm. One, I know what a good story is because I've been a journalist my whole life and I just hear blah, blah, blah. And I can make it a 400 word story that media really wants to do and the general public cares about. And then two, I have thousands of media con- you know, contacts. I'm not sending them a bad story. I won't do that. I'm not going to waste their time with with all that, you know, gimmicky junk. And, um, so again, simplify and see patterns. I created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. And the simple formula to creating successful global company is you see a problem, you create solution to problem, problem solve successful global company. So that's all I did. I saw a problem, created a solution, solved the problem, successful global company. And since my company just solves the problem, it it cuts through all that noise and that nonsense. It just solves the problem and works for any business size, any location, any vertical. I just won't work with politics because it's the exact opposite mindset of everything I believe in. So that it right. just solves the problem. No, right, right, right. No, I, and, and I, I definitely, I can see why you're so successful with this, uh, but, <laughs> right. I, but, but I, I want to probe even further though. What good. actually makes a good story? What are those things? What are the elements? Of yep. that? So again, Everything I do is blah, 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 turn it into a pattern and simplify it. So you only need two things for a good story, okay? One is a good story, which everyone has, something you've overcome, why you've started this business, you know, uh, where you came from. The thing I told you about my dad and my mom, that's what people, they don't, no one cares about what you do. They care about who you are, okay? They don't care about what you do. So that's one is what is a good story. Everybody has that. And then two is a news peg. A news peg is why is it a story now? So are you walking across the United States? Did you launch a new book or did you create some technology because of COVID? That's it. That's it. That's all media needs. Why is it a story now? That is it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I was looking for. Because why is it a story now? If you understand that Mm -hmm. uh, ability to communicate urgency and necessity as well as significance, it taps and tugs at the heartstrings or that's it makes people feel like okay i need to interact with this in some shape or form that's what happens with sports right you know if you and all those things huh um hmm with with what do you see influencers playing a role with this because you you brought up a great point that i agree with a lot of people are now finding themselves as entrepreneurs because they've amassed an audience they've built a platform now people go to them for opinions and Yep. Young young people do, you know, can point out YouTube channels as their source of news, as their source mm-hmm. of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of responsibility with that. But sometimes custodians of these platforms, 
I fear, at least, aren't always uh, wise with the responsibility they have or don't want the responsibility that they suddenly have. Uh, do, do you feel like that's a good thing or a bad thing? Or will it market correct itself eventually? The market will correct itself. hundred. So the, I mentioned Clubhouse, right? It's in the very early stages. And again, if you're not on that, please please get on it. I can't stress enough what a, I don't get excited about anything, but that is a very, it's a very big deal. Um, If you are on it, please connect with me on it. Um, And right now there, from what I've seen, there are two types of people in Clubhouse. Um, And this will answer your question in a different way. Um, There's two types of people on it. There's the highest level, genius, most successful, wealthiest people on there, top entertainers, athletes, et cetera, entrepreneurs, VC, angel investors. And then there's uh, another group where people who are, and this is fine, by the way, people are stuck at home. They have no idea what they're doing with their lives and they're using, they're spending eight to 12 to 14 hours a day, literally just talking to people because they're bored, lonely. And that's fine. I'm actually glad that exists for them. But the the first half of what I said is that um, the, the, and there's some of the biggest deal makers in the world are on that. And uh, so folks are spending like their entire day on this and they're going to, they will figure it out, and that app is going to evolve. It basically evolves every day. Um, people are so excited about it. But to your point, it will it will correct itself. And influencers, it will correct itself. Things always correct themselves when it's not the right fit. You know, you go through growing pains or whatever. Yeah, it corrects itself. And um, you know, I can speak from a firsthand perspective too. When I when I started my business. I literally had no idea what I was doing. So I was trying to be everything for everyone. And uh, I learned very quickly that I didn't want to be everything for everyone. I just wanted to be one to two, the highest genius level superpower things for one type of person. So less is more. And just weeded out all the clutter and corrected itself. I corrected myself like all these other things will correct themselves. Yeah. It's that, it's that art of mastering a, a, a craft. One of my favorite books is Mastery, actually, by... by Robert Green. Mm, send me that I, link because I got to read that one. Oh, you would love it. You would yeah, love it. He, he studies a whole. Yeah, no, I, I'll send it to you right after because he studies a whole bunch of people and how they basically were. Yeah, I can tell, they, dude, I want to read that. Ah, uh, you're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the concept of that, I, 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 the reason why I agree with you that the market would correct itself, despite my uh, fears sometimes of how people can be influenced negatively is that you know, if you stay consistent with honing your craft and studying okay. what it is that you do, you know, people yeah. will eventually find you, right? What it's the ability to help people lose Dude, weight. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but, but that is the thing that, you know, I, I exist in this space where I'm always, you know, eternally optimistic, but that's the thing I'm always curious about. Though. I don't want people to be romanticized with the idea of, but that person just got, 2 million followers and they barely did anything there. And then, you know, that can, you know, be for some people to you, it is. Right. <laughs> but, but my point is, it, right. Yeah. So my point is you can, you're either born an entrepreneur or not, right? Like you're just really you're, most people. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, so, we might like, have our first disagreement here, sir. Yeah, good. You, good. You, oh, you, okay. So that's not just me saying it by the way. It was me saying it. And then I read this. So this is entrepreneurial leap by Gino Wickman. So he founded G, uh, EOS. And uh, so here, there's here's six essential traits, and I strongly agree with you. I'm, I'm happy you disagree. That's great. But there are six traits. And by the way, all I do is I have these books all over my house. So please, again, send me the link to that one, Master, because yeah, okay. I'll read that. 
But um, so there's six essential traits to being an entrepreneur. And again, I feel that you're either born like this or you're not. So here they are. Visionary, passionate, problem solver, driven, risk taker, and responsible. Meaning you, there's, you don't blame anyone. You just get stuff done. And uh, my opinion, and, and Gino's opinion. And, and, and Gino's and, opinion. <laughs> yeah, and Gino, who just endorsed my book, he's a great guy. And Gino's the founder of VOS, which is the top entrepreneurial operating system in the world. Um, and then he and I are in Strategic Coach together, which is the top entrepreneurial group in the world. I'm very, very confident saying that. But um... Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, you know what? It's, I, I love this agreement. So you don't believe that people can actually grow into it? No, to, to be an entrepreneur. So this is the dovetail of that. This is the dovetail. So I strongly feel, like Gino strongly feels, most of the entrepreneurs I talk to strongly feel that. Um, and I spend most of my day talking to entrepreneurs at the very highest level, five to 10 conversations every Monday through Friday. Um, and so, you, so I strongly feel you're either born this way or not. However, and this is where I think you and I will 100% agree is you can work on your mindset every day. Um, so I treat my brain like, a muscle. I just lift it like a, I just, so by reading these books, mastery, which I will hundred percent read and, or listening to podcasts. Um, I just treat my brain like a muscle. So you can a hundred percent work. You can work on that every single day. And my mindset's in, in essentially impenetrable. And mm -hmm. what I've learned is if you have the right mindset, it creates the right network, creates the right opportunities. You have the right mindset, tracks the right network, creates the right opportunities. So there's no outbound sales or funnels or anything. I just have the right mindset, tracks the right network, creates the right opportunities. I'm constantly getting emails and messages from companies around the world that want to hire my firm because I have the right mindset, tracks the right network, creates the right opportunities. That's all, that's all it is. And, um, and, and um, but to tell you why I strongly feel what Gino says is correct is that so when I started my company, because my salary was cut in half, I couldn't find a job. I, ha I reached out to hey buddy, I reached out to five thousand people to get my first five clients uh, over six weeks while I was working full time at half the salary. And I just know most people couldn't; they can't do that. They are yeah. not capable of doing that. Um, they're just not. Um, but entrepreneurs at the highest level, they all do that. They just do it. Just wanted to stop by here before we get back to the episode. I wanted to let you all know that I do have a collective for people who are interested in developing their cultural competency skills, becoming more anti-racist. And it's a resource of things that you can do with your family, with your school, with yourself to work through your individual journey to become a better culturally competent leader. 
It's called UID Collective. And the link is in the show notes, but it's a mix of courses. It's a mix of resources, things you can download. And all you need to do is sign up as a member. It's a monthly membership. I'd love for you to check it out. Use it with your friends. Use it with your family. Use it with yourself. Okay? The link is in the show notes. It's called UID Collective. And it's for those of you that want to improve your cultural competency skills. Back to the episode. So listening to you, it's, it's very clear that, that a couple of things are important to you. First of all, your confidence is uncanny. I'm, I'm, I, yes. <laughs> you said the key word because yeah. a lot of people think people with the wrong mindset, they think it comes off as arrogant, but it's the exact opposite of arrogance. I'm useless to society besides the thing, things I'm excep- exceptionally good at. But that's, just, and, and, that's all it is. And it, I, I can tell that your confidence comes from your, a lot of the self-awareness that you've put in the, the way that. Yeah, the way you've honed your craft. The other thing, though, that I can tell from you is networking is so key to you. Clubhouse app, which we have to connect on. I, I just, oh, yeah, I, definitely. I, I haven't used it as much as you have. I've been in and I've out. I've barely but, used it. Okay, we'll, we'll but, have it. But we'll, we'll have to connect. But the key thing there with Clubhouse and all these things you're talking about with your PR business is you understand that that art of, of, um, of networking. And you've come, I think you believe that the more people you meet, and the more people you let in your life, the more opportunities you have to grow. And it's not just people in terms of numbers. It's the type of people, right? Oh, it's that. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you're in my head, which is kind of creepy, but also awesome. <laughs> so um, my dad was nice to everyone. My mom is exceptionally nice to everyone. I am not, I am not nice to everyone. Um, I, uh, I'm actually on Strength Finders. 34 strength finders, I'm dead last in empathy, which actually really surprised me because at the highest level of people, I'm the most empathetic person on the planet. Um, for most people, I, I don't understand what they're even talking about or complaining about, and they don't understand what I'm talking about. So there's no, there's no connectivity. There's no, no, I heard your son. <laughs> I heard your son. I'll tell you later what he said. Oh man, that is not for, <laughs> that's not for podcast publication, but that was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. But that's, mm-hmm. that's my life by the way. But, um, but so because I have the right mindset, it's like it's a magnet. It's all it is is a magnet and actively attracts people with the following three attributes in their mindset. Um, and there's only three um, because those are the only people I'm attracted to and are attracted to me. And people with these three attributes, they are only two types of people. They can only be two types of people because all I do is simplify and see patterns. So. The three attributes are visionary, abundance, investment, visionary, abundance, investment. And people with those three attributes in their mindset, there are only two types of people. One, they're running high six figure to 10 figure businesses. They see their families whenever they want to, and they do what they like to do and what they're good at, or they're going to be one of those people. They're not there yet revenue wise, but they will because they have those, they have that mindset and it just, and it just repels everything else. It repels all the nonsense all nickel and dime thinking, all cost scarcity and nonsense. And so what my company, like I have a PR firm, right? And that's that's not what my company is. My company is just a giant incubator of geniuses around the world. And we're constantly introducing each other, constantly. And it's all people, it's tens of thousands of people with that mindset. That's all it is. And those people are the ones, we'll say they're the 0.1% of mindsets. They're the ones creating the technologies and the business that are actually employing the billions of people because they're the ones that will invest heavily and create the ideas and execute them and find the right partners to execute it with them. 
You know, oh, I, I can I can see, I can see the empathy thing because because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I'm very very empathetic, and right. I think the, the difference with you and me is even with you know the work I do, diversity, equity, inclusion. I really I compassion is a big thing for me, but I love that you are aware of that. You said you 100%. don't understand. You don't understand a lot of people's problems. A lot of people don't understand uh, what you're saying, and. You know, it, it, it's one of the things I always like to tell people. We live in the world of, you know, billions of people. To expect people to to to, to have an understanding of who you are is uh, it's, it's very naive. But with that, <laughs> but with that comes that, that misreading of people. You said sometimes people can probably read you as arrogant, right? And then on the other end, you can, I don't know, I'm sure people will probably feel like you're misreading them as lazy, I guess, based on if I'm doing... Mm, interesting. Yeah. But you exactly it because one of my uh, things is like I dislike lazy people. That's exactly that's a hundred percent. Keep going. I can tell. I can tell that you believe that you when you assess someone as lazy that they are lazy regardless of what they say they are. Hundred percent. No, because there are no because there are no excuses. There are no excuses. (laughs) And um, like if my dad made a battlefield, somebody would die. And uh, there's there are no excuses. And um, and, but again, this is the reason why I'm like this, um, is because there's two reasons. Uh, one, by helping this small, very small percentage of people. And by the way, half of my, half of my clients, partners are, uh, minority and or women solopreneurs or entrepreneurs. Uh, so very, very inclusive. That's been an, that's been interesting to organically see how that, how that has happened. Um, but so one, by helping this very small minority of person and partnering with them, I'm actually helping the world because they're the ones creating all the technology that's really helping the world. So I look at it like that. But also people like me, just because I simplify and see patterns, are usually aliens within their own family, aliens within their own community, and aliens within their own vertical. So no one really understands them. And I've found that the only people that actually understand me are the top level thinking entrepreneurs in the world. And it's always been like that because growing up, nobody understood what the hell I was talking about uh, in, in journalism. No one ever, I, I, I was an, an entrepreneur that happens to be a journalist. So they never knew what to do with me in traditional journalism. They'd give me all these weird jobs. And then growing up in my community, nobody, no one understood what I was talking about. And, and I live in a pretty affluent area and grew up here. It's the most, it's the cheapest cost scarcity. People drive nice cars. They're the cheapest penny pitching people on the planet and not abundant, not visionary. And uh, I'm not like that. I've never been like that. And so I didn't understand why other people weren't like that. And uh, I just found my tribe in all these, these amazing um, international entrepreneurial groups where they're the, the top thinking and most successful people on the planet. So I just mm-hmm. found people who actually understood what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I love that point you made about, you know, you being aware that the people you you influence and interact with are going to impact the world on an exponential level. To that point, I believe Bill Gates is someone you admire. Um and I know I'm sure they're yes. they're confl- <laughs> they're conflicted opinions about Bill, especially with, with COVID, but for the most part he's a legacy greatness. Yeah, like yeah, great uh, legacy builder. Uh that I'm curious about this. What is your what, what was your what was your thought on the late Steve Jobs? Uh, a genius, a genius, genius. Uh, who was, uh, you know, again, not liked by a lot of people. Was very critical of a lot of people. A maniac, 
uh, a lot of people, but he was a genius. And uh, let me now let me tell you how I'm very different than him. Uh, and then uh, how I'm very different. Emp- you talk about how you can see I'm actually empathetic in some ways. So, and you heard my my six year old, who's the sweetest boy alive. And my eight year old's already started his first business. But so how I am different than a lot of entrepreneurs is that the first line in my book is if you don't put your family first, put the book down, I can't help you. Um, and so I don't care about revenue. I don't care about employee count, office space. All that stuff is just, that's just stuff. I don't care about any of that. All I care about is two, two 10 xing things. This is all I care about. 10 xing experience in life in my family. If you have a good family life, you have a good life. And then 10 xing my network on a global level because when you do that, you create endless opportunities for your network and yourself. And so most, I just know this because I talk to constantly talk to entrepreneurs. Most entrepreneurs are not, they're not like that. It's just grow, 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 build, build, build. I just grow, build, build, build with family experiences and that network. And the byproduct of that is my company is insanely profitable. Um, but all this other stuff to me is just landing the plane stuff that I don't care about at all. It's meaningless to me. Yeah. No. But no, I and is that is that how you're, I guess, different from Steve Jobs? With Steve Jobs, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I've talked. Uh, I know a lot of billionaires, a lot of a lot of gajillionaires, and many times I ask, I ask them, "How's your How's your family?" Um, mm. And it's the family uh, aspect. And they're like, "Oh, I didn't have a family, or I didn't, uh, I never spent time with my family." And I, yeah. you can hear right, you can hear the hurt or see the hurt virtual room, real room. You, and I'm not, I will never be like that ever. I, because one, because I married a human who's, uh, my wife's a pediatrician, who's the kindest, she'd be number one on empathy. Number one. She's the sweetest, most loving. She's the exact opposite of me. <laughs> and she, she won't allow, and I'm thankful for this. She will not allow me to be a full alien. She's made me somewhat of a human. Yeah. And I'm not, uh, my dad died when I was 13. So I'm not going to, I will not, I'm not putting something in front of my family. I won't do it. I will never be that. that. I love that. Well, I mean, I promised an interesting conversation. This has certainly (laughs) been one. And you're very different from the other guests that I've had. And I've interviewed, like you have interviewed a bunch of people. People always say that to me. Yeah. High performing. But you're awareness is what fascinates me the most. I just, it it is, I can't tell you, I put a tweet today. I said, one of the biggest reasons we live in a world of strangers is because people don't know themselves. Oh, dude. Yes, that's it. They're just floating around. They have no idea what they're even talking. They're just floating around. And I have no tolerance for that, by the way. That's annoying. You do, but I I have a lot of tolerance. Yeah, right. You're nicer than me. Oh, I don't know. No, no, I think, but that's the thing. The point I'm trying to make is that's the world. We have people have their own, you know, lanes and coexist and things that you can do, right? You know your zone of genius and you don't need to do anything else outside of that if it's not Uh, your thing. Other people will do that. So, and you help other people, ironically, become good at what they are and what it is that they do. And so I think sometimes people feel like they have to be multiple things, right? And that's where you lose that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So um, thank one. Thank you. My wife taught me how to say thank you. So thank you for saying. Yo, yo, you <laughs> Two. I work zero hours every week because I don't do anything that I don't like to do or I'm not exceptionally good at. I 
don't, I refuse to do anything that I'm not really good at or, or, or I don't like to do it. So I either outsource it or I don't do it. So zero hours of work a week. And then just to dovetail what you said, so, uh, and I'm happy to introduce you to her if I haven't. So there's a professor at Northwestern, Northwestern University. She's doing a study on entrepreneurial brains. Mm. Um, so I'll share, <laughs> you'll definitely like this. Yeah. And, uh, and so, um, um, and I know it, uh, the person who introduced me to her, by the way, he's a high level entrepreneur and he's incredibly empathetic. So he, you remind me of him. And so I, after I did the study, which takes about an hour, and then I had a follow up call with her, she's like, your brain is incredibly strange, even for an entrepreneur. I'm like, oh, thanks. I go, I know that. And, and what you just said, I hear that all the time because even for an entrepreneur, I have a strange brain. I'm an outlier, even even in a community of outliers. And uh, but I'm happy about that because people don't want normal. And normal's boring. And uh, and I'm glad I'm an alien in that aspect because it just attracts people that want to partner with me. Because I don't I don't care if people don't want to partner with me because I only want to attract people to, that actually get it. And those are the ones That's changing. Right. The world. <laughs> no this, this, this is this is this is brilliant uh, people listen to you if they want to work with your company no, your mind and people that like you get there where can they find you because i know you have books but i also know <laughs> that you book, have, i love it <laughs> yeah this is good because i want i want to give you care. a chance doesn't matter <laughs> i know you don't care but i want you to, I, I want people to to, to 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 be able to connect with you in some shape or form so if it's with your book or your website um sure. even even though you don't care about uh the, the mature things i'm sure someone someone is still interested in you know learning from you or connecting with you in some shape or form so how can they do that yeah sure so thank you we'll land the plane Touch my um my book is called Epic Business, uh, and it's basically, if you like this conversation, that's exactly how the book is. Boom, 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 boom. And then uh, Chris Voss, who wrote Never Split the Difference, did the foreword. So anyone who knows anything about anything knows who Chris Voss wrote. Uh, Chris Voss is or never, you know, or has read Never Split the Difference. So it's a mm -hmm. number one international bestseller in, in six countries, number one for entrepreneurship in the U.S. Because people are like, how did you do this with zero business background and created a global company? That only works with the top mindset people in the world. Well, this is how I did it. So Epic Business, it's wherever you can get a book. And then uh, wow. my companies, which we literally didn't mention, which I think is hilarious and awesome, is it's called Brepic. And then uh, I have about 25,000 followers on LinkedIn, so Justin Breen on LinkedIn. And the right people will connect, and the people who have no idea what I'm talking about won't, which is just fine. Now, Brepic, for those who don't um, uh, understand, is, is is a company. It's a global company. I know, yes. I know he's he's <laughs> right. being so modest now, but it's a, <laughs> it's a global it's company <laughs> that works with so many people and right. so many institutions on, on really effectively getting the, the right story out there, making it right. seen, heard. It, it's you know everything that you're 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 hearing here. But think about how you might have a story that's I don't know of, that's struggling to get off, or you don't you don't have enough eyes on it and yep. uh, he's the right person for that. And he's, he's had decades, you know, since he was born. Actually. So he's been doing this since. Yeah. So don't, don't underestimate that. And uh, his team does that and they do that across cultures. So you should yeah. definitely check it out. Um, this was such last a good question. I have. Oh, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> One more question though. 
And I, I always do this to my guests because my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. That is the title of <laughs> oh, my book. <laughs> that's my yeah. entire life. <laughs> yeah, that's your entire life. But if you could distill it, since you're a simplifier, how do you use your difference to make a difference? Boy, that's a good question. How do I use my difference to make a difference? And I you're simplify everything. Yeah, you do. As an alien, how do you do that? Because I am so different than everyone, I only attract the people that really understand what I'm saying. And those are the ones that are changing the world to really help humanity. And uh, it's a very profound thing to say, but that's, that's just what it is. That's basically what I do all day. Your magnetism. Okay, look at that. Ah, well, Justin Breen, I can't, I can't thank you now. <laughs> yeah, you're my new best friend. Uh, oh, I did it! Bestest. Empathy, <laughs> empathy for you. You got it. Uh, thank you. Oh, I'm glad to be among the select few. But seriously, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for for coming to the show and for opening your mind. And I, you know, I know that there there are people who I think the way you think, but sometimes might be afraid to voice it out because of a hundred percent. A hundred, dude. So let me, let me, okay, I know that we're ending this. So I was talking to a room of maybe 20 people. 19 of them had no idea what I was talking about. But then there was a 20th guy. He was nodding his head, nodding his head, nodding his head. And then after that meeting, he, I had sold this company for a lot of money. And that was in March. And he's bored now. And so he's like, he sent me the nicest text message. He's like, oh, after hearing that, you, you, gave, me, you gave me my spark back. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, that's why I'm like this because I'm not talking to the 19th. I'm talking to the one out of the 20 or one out of one out of a thousand, really. But when he yeah. sent that, I'm like, oh, that's a that mental. I almost started crying, which and because it, it was a very big deal because he's the only understand only understands what I'm talking about, and I was talking to him. Well, to the one out of a thousand person that 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 uh, feels deeply connected to this message, yeah. I hope I hope you find your spark. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, all right, ladies, gentlemen, and gender non-binary individuals, till next time, use your difference. Make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. 
the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.